During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. Make me burp. Okay, shall we do this? Let's do it. You ready? I mean, here we I'm are. As ready as I can be. <laughs> so we're back. Season two. Season two. Season two. Of the Boozy Sitters Club. We made it through a whole season, then took a break, forgot to tell people we were taking a break. But we took a break, and now we're back with season now two. We're back. With more books, more booze, less extras, more book club. Less coup. Less coup. Well, then Myanmar happened. Still less, maybe. In America. Less coup in America. Less coup in America. Welcome. We're outsourcing our coup now. We're out. Yes, we're outsourcing the coup. So... For those just jumping in now, never listening Who are to this like before. Those people that are like, I don't want to watch season one. I heard it takes a while to really <laughs> like ramp up. I'm just going to start with season I'm two. I'm going to start with season two. So I'm Stephanie. I'm Nell. And what we do is we reread the Babysitter's Club books. We drink cocktails, tell you about the cocktails a tell Scot- you about the books. Tell you about the books. A Scottish man reads you the back cover of the books. And then we talk about if they hold up in 2021 now. And other things as we find them interesting. Yes. So yeah. So should we That's who we are. Should we should we should we just jump into the to the book of it all? Yeah. So this book was I don't even remember the name. I and I finished it, it- this morning. <laughs> Is it Hello Mallory? Yes, it's Hello. Yes. Okay. I just Mallory. Hello. Mallory. It's got Mallory in the title and we think hello. So yeah, we Mallory. It's book 14. It's book 14. Mallory. Stacy has left the building. Mallory has entered and they put her through the ringer. We also meet Jesse. Yep. And our girl, Anne M, does not shy away from the racism that has no. not changed. So No, no. Yeah, I think, so I forgot to look at the, at the publishing date. I think we're probably around 88, 89. Yeah, I think so. Now, I think we're, yeah, I think maybe 89 seems. So I think there are a few things in it that, like, are... We're a, we're a little bit further down the road now in 2021 um, yes, than we were, or at least we are further down the road in acknowledging that such behaviors are not ideal and people don't say things out loud anymore. Yeah. What we're getting at is... Uh, Jesse's black. <laughs> if you haven't figured out. That up. I don't know that we said that. I don't think we said that. I think we just or started. If you talking haven't about read right. the books, yeah. If you haven't read the books or watched the shows, um, yeah. And they're the only black family in Stony Brook, apparently, or at least in this neighborhood. Yeah. And they, Mallory really wants a best friend, and Jesse's the new girl, and. Jesse just decides they're going to be friends and then she's going to make that. It's kind of like how we became friends. You just decided I was going to be your friend one day. Look, you take what you can get. <laughs> just kidding. Are you? Love you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of this weird combination of like Jesse's the new girl at school and in Stony Brook. Mallory's the new girl in the babysitter's club. Or is she? The- or is she? Um, they're both kind of in very different ways feeling like they don't belong. Mm-hmm. And 
they kind of find each other. And I think that probably starts it. But I, I do think then they, they find that they have other Because they're both common. horse girls? They're, they're both horse girls. <laughs> um, they're both readers. They love a book. Especially horse books. Look, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. <laughs> On that note, should we throw it to our friend Lewis? I don't know why I yes. just stuttered. It's fine. It's been a while. We're, been we're a, trying to figure this out. Trying to figure it out, you know. So, Lewis. Read us the cover. Read us the back cover. Mallory Pike has always wanted to be a member of the Babysitter's Club. Babysitters are so much fun to be around and so grown up. Now the club members have invited Mallory along to a meeting. This might be her big chance. The Babysitter's don't make it easy. First, Claudia makes Mal feel like a baby on her first sitting job. Then they give her a written test with questions nobody could answer. Mallory's beginning to think she doesn't want to be a part of the Babysitter's Club. Maybe she and her new friend Jessie will start a club of their own. It's time to show these babysitters what a couple of new girls can do. Well, thank you for that, Lewis. That was exquisite reading. It's, di- it's, digging, it's digging everything in me to not just, like, text Lewis, because, you know, not everyone in Scotland knows each other, but you know my love for the RuPaul's Drag, drag Race. God, now mm-hmm. I'm stuttering even more. And I just want to be like, do you know Lawrence Cheney? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Send him an audio note saying that. <laughs> but he might. He might. And, and if, if not, you don't, can you can please you? go to... <laughs> there can't please. be that many queens in, in Glasgow. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Glasgow probably has got like a thriving drag scene. <laughs> then why didn't we find it? Anyway, what are you drinking? <laughs> well... <laughs> So I'm at that point where I'm trying not to buy any more liquor. So I'm trying to use up what I have. Mm-hmm, that's, um, fair. that's fair. Trying to kind of, you know, see. So I did like some internet searching on, I have these ingredients. What can I make? Fair, fair. So I ended up with a drink. I haven't tried it yet. So okay. um, I'm hoping that it sounds worse than it tastes because I'm drinking a kamikaze. Oh, I have had those probably in shot form at like 1.30 in the morning yeah. from like a really sticky bar. At like Hold please 20, while I try my version. 21, because that's when you're legally allowed to drink. Not bad. So I found a recipe. I think it was a food and wine one. For a sipping Kazakami? Yes. <laughs> what did I <laughs> What? And I haven't even started drinking yet. Oh my god. I don't even... Akatsukami. Akatsukami? And I was real enthusiastic about it. Sipping Akatsukami? Akatsukami. Well, that's what this is going to be called from now on. Sipping Akatsukami. <laughs> so it's pretty oh, simple. I'm crying. Um... Vodka, lime juice, and Cointreau. And I think normally they probably go heavy on the Cointreau and mm-hmm. light on the lime juice. So this has a little bit more lime juice, and I adjusted some of the, the levels. <laughs> that's, so That's why it's a Kazakami. Whatever. Kazakami. Sipping Kazakami. Wow. It does sound but good. I'll have to try that. It's a cousin of my fave, the Gimlet. Mm-hmm. I like it. So we'll see how boozy this gets. Well. <laughs> what are you drinking? I I told you before we started recording that, like, last week I had a whole bunch of citrus that was on the edge. And I wasn't yes. going to be able to eat it all. Yes. So I juiced it all with the express thought of, I have a podcast where I drink and you always need citrus. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of blood orange juice, so I just looked up, mm-hmm. like, what could you do? Yeah. And a gin blood orange martini came up. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Uh, it's But it's also super boozy. 
I also sure. personally like, if I'm going to have a martini, I like a gin martini, but I just like gin. I don't get why people don't like gin. I'm. It's still very confusing to me. I think because they've only had bad well gin, gin yeah. that basically just tastes like alcoholic pine salt. Mm, true. Well, I used our Portobello Road gin mm-hmm. that we bought a year ago. Um, so it's two ounces of that, three ounces of blood orange juice, and half an ounce of Cointreau. Mm. So Again, we're thematic. I know. It's very good. It's pretty. It's a lovely color. There was also an option to put a rosemary garnish on it, but Mm -hmm. I don't have any rosemary right now because I have to Mm -hmm. replant the garden. But it's good, but it's... It's boozy. It's boozy. I mean, as most martinis are. Yes. Yeah, I mean, anything that's take some of this liquor, add this liquor, and drink it. Yeah. No. But it's a nice balance because the the blood orange it's a, it's tangy but not like puckering. Yep. Yeah, I think for the next one, I may add a little bit more Cointreau because the other thing is so the recipe that I found for this, um, basically they were like pour it into a a rocks glass with ice or into two shots. <laughs> And I was like, are we just making a shot here? And so I I tweaked some of the ratios. I and I think I fair. put too much lime juice in it because I was afraid of it being too sweet. So I think I need to up the Cointreau a little. So up but. the alcohol content is what you're saying. Yes, but like <laughs> Cointreau isn't vodka. True. That is true. I also really hope that the second one of this kills this bottle of Cointreau that I've had for fucking ever that I just seems like it's never going to go away because you never really use that much Cointreau. No, no. They really need to just sell alcohol in like smaller ladylike bottles. Or gentleman-like. We don't discriminate. Gentlemen can want tiny bottles of booze as well. It's true. Ladies can want giant bottles. True. I should just always say we. We bottles of liquor. It's what we want. It is. Right? That's a good segue into the we break. Look at that. I didn't even mean to do it. (laughs) Speaking of we. Speaking of we, would you like to take a we break? Let's take a we We. (laughs) Wow, none of us can speak. A we break. Hi kids, the T-Man is back. I'm here to tell you how you can become a Boozy Booster and sponsor an episode of the Boozy Sitters Club. All you have to do is rate, review and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and show us the proof. Screenshot that shit and hit us up on the Twitter or the Gram to have Nell and Stephanie say your name at some point when they remember it. And who don't like their name said out loud. So we're back. That was our wee break. I hope you enjoyed the ad content. Hope we enjoy the ad content. We enjoy the ad content. <gasps> oh my god, we forgot. What? F- someone sponsored the pod and I totally oh, forgot. Oh my man. god, I'm so sorry. After This is what happens this when is, we take a break. Well, we can do it now. Yeah, so all you have to do to sponsor the pod is rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred platform and then DM us and show us the proof and that you've done so that you've done so and our good friend Muffy is now the sponsor of the pod she's knocked Roxanne out of the top spot so Stuff. step your pussies up people I just want to be RuPaul I know you're reclaiming it I just <laughs> I think it should be gender neutral it's fine just said you were just talking about two ladies. Oh, that's true. But I said people after it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I could just say, st- you want me to make it even worse? No. No. 
It's just my delicate ears. I'm so such a delicate flower. Oh my god. Drink your <laughs> Kazakami. It's not sipping Kazakami. Mm. Um, so how you doing? How am I? I'm you know, I'm okay. I think the COVID of it all has like caught up to me. I think I've hit my point where I feel slightly hopeless and that we're never going to get out of this. But then my mom got her first vaccine, so that made me well, feel a little good. better. But yeah, I'm a little bit on the struggle bus, I'm not going to lie. But okay. but it's good. 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 How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I feel like I was all right and then I because I'm I'm so reactive to the sunlight, like literally the sun went down and I was like, oh, <laughs> now you're tired. I'm tired. It's just like my whole energy just falls. And so everything takes that much more effort. So and it just like you're the opposite of a vampire. Yes. Yes. I draw my my power from the sun. I I think Making technically drawing, the world does, right? Sure, sure. No, but I get it because I'm kind of the opposite. You I w- are a vampire. I am a vampire. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! I don't know why I went from vampire to this, but I did I tell you the um, gender neutral girl group that friend of the pod Chad and I are starting. No. I mean, so far it's just in theory. It's called Borbita and the Destinies. Nice. <laughs> it's gonna be really good. We might like a like a musical girl group. Yeah, or just like a band of girls who roams the streets looking for spells to cast. I think it may end up more like the latter, but we are hoping for the former. I have. I mean, I've got hand. We've got pretty much everything planned except for the actual musical elements. I mean, like we could drop an you album. Have to let that. You gotta let that come. We you don't want to. We could drop that. some album art and some titles and some hand choreography, like right now. And I, mean, I didn't even come up with that name. <laughs> maybe you should put everything except the music out on TikTok, and then let TikTok make you a musical. Oh, that's a good idea. Because we were thinking about turning it into some sort of art project, but getting TikTok into it, I'll run yeah. it by Chad. Or just, mm-hmm. Chad, when you listen to the episode, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, tell us what you think, Chad. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, well, it's good to know that's how we are. Should yeah. we talk about the book? Let's talk about the book. So, okay. I have many thoughts. I have many thoughts. Yeah. I have an important question to ask you before we start. Go. Any further. Can you please tell me the dominant hair color of the Pike family? I thought they were redheads. Why did they you say are redheads? <laughs> and like they always are shown as redheads, but they talk about them as being like chestnut brown heads. That didn't come out I, right. It's chestnut brown head a thing. Nope. <laughs> Do you say a head of any other color but red? A uh, toe head for blondes. Toe head. Yeah. I thought that was when you had like an oddly shaped head, like the cone heads. <laughs> So all these years, I just thought people had misshapen heads. When in fact, they're just blondes. Wow, that opens up a... <laughs> um, yeah, we can, we can get into this further, but I just wanted to make sure before we got any further and before any, like, we were influenced by any other discussion that you and I were on the same page, and I feel like anyone else who's listening to this who have read the books will be on the same page so yes we um that was one of my first things because mallory is the narrator and so it's the first non og5 narrator that we have Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's giving a rundown of who she is and her family and all of that um and the two things that jumped out at me because I think two. I'm pretty if sure you still like, have the book on the cover art for this particular. She has book, red hair. She has red hair. And I do remember, like in another book, and maybe it was like the one where like Stacy and Marianne go with them to the beach. They talk about them all being redheads. 
Yes, that's like a defining characteristic of being a pike. But so, maybe like they're just self-conscious about it. I mean, I've only known a few redheads and one was self-conscious. Right, but like this is a narrator of a book. Like she literally says the entire family has chestnut brown hair. No, no, you don't. You're lying. I don't know. But yeah. Unless everybody's colorblind. So that was the first thing that popped out at me. And then mm -hmm. the second thing was she runs down the Pike's ages. And I don't know why. I know they've done it before. Right. I don't know why this struck me now, but I'm pretty sure it's physically impossible to have all of these children. I mean, she was because always pregnant. Had to be. She says there's an 11-year-old, the triplets are 10, 9, 8, 7, and, five. and then a 5-year-old. That means every time you gave birth, you then got pregnant like two weeks later. So she's been pregnant for 11 years. But also, you know, neither of us have kids, but there is a, I don't know what the general accepted time frame of after you give birth before you can try again but there is an accepted time frame i think it's like six to eight weeks maybe more i mean you if you're fertile i think like that maybe no not like a, a biological like a oh no like when the doctor tells you he can put his d in your pee yes <laughs> yes was that better for your delicate ears Yes, thank you, I think. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like normally, yes, you can have like kids that are, and I know, I know kids that are, you know, three and three years or whatever, but like to have literally, isn't there like five, a five years, like, boop, 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 like five that, no, that I don't know that that's. I mean, I guess it's biologically possible, but whew, Mr. Pike must be smoking or very talented. Or both? I don't know. Seems like a lot of kids in a tight timeline. Yeah, there's a lot of babies. And it's all, again, I recognize this is fiction. I recognize this is all whatever. But like, not only... Not only do you have to be like, yep, I popped out a kid, let's go again, but also then you have to be extraordinarily lucky in that you get pregnant that quick again, five times. I think there are some people, though, that that just happened. I mean, if you go like oh, yes, I back in the day, people were having like 10, 12 children. Right, but over like 15 years. I don't know. I come from... Not specifically in my family, because all of the women in my family had a few number of children for the time when they were having children, and later than when you were having children. So, like, sure. but. Yeah, it is possible. It is just, I think, even in the, I know the 80s isn't. It's not the 80s. Right I'm now, thinking of, like. Turn of the century, wait, we've just done that. The turn of the century to the 20th century. Yeah. I feel like that might have been a thing. Right, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you're writing in the late 80s about a family, like, Girl, I, don't I don't know. know. Anyway, it jumped out at me, and I was like, that seems like... So did it affect your rating of the book, higher or lower? How would you rate this book? <laughs> um... Like a, I don't know, like a three and a half. Like it was fine. There were parts that I liked. There were parts that gave me, honestly, the brown hair Just lost that you. half star right there. Like, sorry, no. So, okay. From a story standpoint, I don't think it was one of the best standpoints. From a late 80s and just putting it out there to children reading these books that racism yes. is fucked up. Yes. I thought that was really good. Like, I yes. thought it was great that there was a whole lunchtime conversation where Mallory sits down with what in my head are like four really waspy girls and they try to make like 
comments about and not try they, they do, make, do comments. make comments about jesse being black and her name is like something, something horrible horrible like that yeah some fake african name and she's basically like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah i thought that was good yes i think <laughs> the, there was a lot of i liked that part of it um I liked the fact that Jesse was was presented as like unaware but not oblivious. So, yeah. Like she is presented as she goes to Jesse's house and she goes to meet her mom and she does and she even says at one point like I stepped forward and I put out my hand like my parents have taught me when I meet new people. Like it's yeah. It's written as I'm I'm consciously treating these people, this family, no different than any other family, but not for any reason. Yeah, she's doing You know what I mean? She's doing it because one, it's the right thing to do to treat everybody like a human being. And her parents yes. raised her to treat everybody like a human being, but she is aware. Yes. Mallory is aware that when Stacy moved into the house, that literally the welcome wagon was rolled out. Yes. yes. And that like didn't. 20 ha- people came over with casseroles. And that and- didn't happen this time. Yeah. And that it was only Mallory and the Johansons that made any sort of effort. But I did think Which it was. I was like. I was like, well, duh, Dr. Johansson's a lady. Of course, they're going to be more progressive than everybody else. Right. And I also thought it was a nice parallel that when Jesse did go over to the Pike's house, that one, Mallory was aware that her little sister, which and honestly, any little kid would probably even do this now. Yeah. Her only interaction, Claire, I think it was Claire's only interaction, mm-hmm. which is the seven-year-old, right? Maybe. Uh, Five? One of the littler ones. The little ones. Their only interaction with black people was the people that clean their house. So before she's about to she's about to ask Jesse if she's there to clean the house. Oh, are you here for And Mallory knew what was coming and knew that was not right, but also knew that her little sister just didn't Yeah. So she cut her off and then but not like in an obtrusive way. Just like, no, it was just more like, this is Jesse. She's, she's my, my new friend. friend. And then it was like and, her, her sister. And it just was, okay, you okay. want to see my drawing or whatever it was. Like, And it was then they started talking about losing teeth kid-like. and kid-like. And then when Jesse met Mallory, Mrs. Pike, Mrs. Pike did the same thing to Jesse that Mallory did to Jesse's mom, where she literally just said hi and stuck out her hand to shake her hand. Yeah. So it was like it was it was, it was nice, done very well. Yeah, it was done well. It was and I think it was done in a way that even if you are an 11, 12, 13-year-old girl reading these books or boy, I mean who knows? Who knows? Um you get what it's you you weren't being talked down to because AM does not talk down. Mm-hmm. But you got that what was going on. And that what yes. was going on wasn't right. And they even have a whole conversation later on in the book when Jesse, when Mallory is bringing Jesse into the babysitter's club. Jesse asked the question, well, what would you do if some of your clients don't want me to babysit because I'm black? And they have like a fairly decent conversation about it. That Which I pretty think much- is really well structured because I think – you do have to understand that these are a bunch of white girls in suburban Connecticut that haven't had to deal with too much of that. Claudia kind of is like, well, I'm Japanese. Um, and I think they kind of say like, eh, it's a, it's a little different. Like they, they talk about it and, yeah. and you see them thinking about it, which I think is important. It's not just a, like we're magically non-problematic. We're, right. We magically have all the answers. You see them think about it. You see them kind of discuss it and um, 
you see Claudia mentioned that she's Japanese. Yeah. You see Christy kind of go, huh, what would we say? And then everyone kind of come quickly to the same decision of, well, then we wouldn't babysit for them. They wouldn't yeah. be a client. Which, That's it. Yeah, and and they'll deal with it as it comes, but they don't think anyone of their clients would do that. But if they did, too bad, so sad, we're not babysitting for them. Which I think is actually right. really great because i think yes. also too if you're a kid reading that and you're talking to your parents about it you know it was and actually very other- it's a sound business decision <laughs> yes and the other part of this is and i feel like this isn't a thing that we've talked about in a while with these books but these books were very very popular as they were being published mm-hmm. they also um, they also made kids, me included, want to start babysitting yeah. and want to start babysitters clubs. And so a lot of what they do and a lot of what um, Anna Martin does is give you the the framework of how to do it mm-hmm. and how to babysit and what to do and what not to do and all of that. And so by by putting this out there as well, it's a little bit of a teaching of, hey, if you're babysitting, and maybe like... You know, this and, is not and a you good find thing to your do. client is a right wing nut job, raging racist. You can Just say, say no. no, no, ma'am, we will not babysit for thee no yeah. more. I don't know why I got started talking fine. like that. It's fine. But uh, I think you know, there's a lot of stuff that she slips in that that kids can use. Yes, I would agree. I think, I, and I think that is the uh, at the end of the day, I think that is kind of like the magic of these books. That it it is really a how to guide of how to be an entrepreneur, a teen entrepreneur, if you will. Yes. So would have twelve year old you liked the book? Yes, and I'm gonna add a caveat on that. Not a caveat, but a, a an explanation. I think so. I grew up in a very liberal environment where people, this stuff was talked about, Mm -hmm. like it was, and so I think 12 year old me was very aware that not everybody in the world, I, I mean, there's only so much awareness a 12 year old can have, but I think I recognized that books that talked about inequality and mm-hmm. books that that showed you the way to be equal and the way to treat people better were were good um and i think that i found some like pride in when a book was like oh if you treat people badly you know if you if you discriminate against people for whatever reason mm-hmm. then you're a bad person i'm simplifying obviously but like, but that's probably how you would have was, thought about it when you were twelve. Yes, twelve-year-old me was like, I don't do that. I am awesome. <laughs> like there was, there's this book. Um, was it? Nothing's fair in fourth grade. I think that's what it is. Um, and a whole uh, plot point was that there was a new girl who came to school and nobody wanted her to sit next to them. And the main character said like, okay, yes, like, please, like, here, come sit next to me. You can, your desk can be next to mine, whatever. And when I was in fifth grade, we had a new student come into the classroom. And like, looking back on it, I'm just like, it's so cringe because I'm like, oh my God, like, but I literally was like, <laughs> watch this, everybody. You can sit next to me. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But like, it was because I read that book. Yeah. And saw like, hey, it's good to be welcoming and, you know, whatever. Like, I I didn't say that outright. But like I'm, I know that that was part of my my thought process was yeah. this book has taught me it's good to do this. I should be welcoming and whatever. Plot twist: that girl turned out to be a really bad bully. <laughs> I won't say her name, but 
<laughs> I hope she learned from her mistakes throughout life. <laughs> Just say that. That's kind of amazing. Anyway, so yes, I would have liked the book. I I think I would have too. I think some of I have come to realize as I've what got, would you have rated it as well? Oh, I didn't even rate the motherfucker. Mm-mm. I, I think I would have actually given it like a four as an adult. I think as a kid, sure. I probably would have given it like a three because yeah. I think like we've touched on all of the like race relations aspects mm-hmm. of the book. I have realized as I... yet to talk about the babysitting trials. Jesus Christ. I realize as I have gotten older that I am the... Well, actually, my grandfather was pretty freaking progressive as I think about it. And I think I thought everybody... Like, they raised me to be as progressive as I am. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize until, like, fairly recently, and keep in mind I am approaching mid-30s, that my my family was not all Democrat all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I didn't... I was like, wait, what? Like, literally yeah. mind blown. So, like, I think that aspect of it, I would just be like, well, yeah, that's just what you do, and those bitches are stupid. Right. Because even with all that... They did definitely raise me, like, people are people, and if you see anybody bullying, saying anything to anybody because of what they look like, who they are, what their background, what their religion is, I was pretty much told, you tell the person who's being the bully to go fuck off and leave that person the fuck alone. Yeah. So, I have now taken, I've taken people with me, Mm -hmm. like, literally had the conversation with my mother about... Who was she talking about? I forget who she was ta- we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about Al Sharpton. And as one does. She- <laughs> well, cuz she really likes Morning Joe and he's a got it. He's a contributor often and she really likes what he has to say and she sure. said something to the effect of she didn't always like him but she really likes him now and she said something about like how he softened over the years and I just said to her I was like or you've moved further to the left over the years. And she just goes, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I do think it is lovely that my my family is turning into what I always thought they were because I was shocked and appalled at them when I found out they weren't. Other example, my father bought me a soda stream for Christmas because he was appalled at how many aluminum cans I was going through drinking sparkling water. And he was like, this is not going to stand for this assault on the earth. (laughs) No more. more. No more. So that's interesting. That was kind of a departure for did 12 year old me like it. I think the... This would probably have been the first book where I was really pissed off at the OG core of the babysitters because you mentioned the trials as part of testing Mallory. You're raising your hand. Yes. I'm just wondering where you are in your drinks. Oh, I'm almost done. So I can finish this rant and we can take a wee break. Yeah. I'm just thinking we need to get into the like the the Mallory trials, which is going to be a thing so so should we take a wee break now i, I can, think we should take a, I can a break and refresh because i'm almost also and we can can i say lawrence cheney one more time please do i would be <laughs> sad if you didn't damn it now i'm afraid lawrence cheney <laughs> it's not even good i can do it better no so it's real bad but i <laughs> enjoy that it is it's like this weird like if you were floating in the Irish Sea, somewhere between Scotland and Ireland, in like a glittery drag float. <laughs> Can it be? If- Maybe also in Appalachia. Okay, so we're back from the wee we're break. Back. I did not find Lawrence Cheney in my Florida kitchen. Sad times. I really... 
That will be the 20 whenever. I'm not even going to put a year on it because 2021 is also a wash. So we, we started talking about the trials of Mallory Pike. The trials of Mallory Pike. So she is, they are, the the OG BSC is, is being real bitchy. Bitches. I'm disappointed in each and every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. It's ridiculous. So she is basically applying to become a member. And keep in mind, they need her because they're so overwhelmed now that Stacy is gone. They're so swamped. Stacy has left. Everybody's calling. We want babysitters. Everyone's babysitting. It's booked, booked, booked. Whoever is doing the secretarial work, I don't remember. Still Marianne. Still Marianne is writing stuff down. Dawn is taking over the dues. She's collecting money hand over fist. Sidebar. It is like Wolf of Wall Street babysitting (laughs) style. It is true. Sidebar, though. Yes. When you read the books now because of the new series, do you see this the series kids in your head? No, because I already formed who these characters are when I read them originally as a child. Somehow, the new characters have imprinted in me, and I get really confused when they talk about Dawn's hair being really blonde. I'm like, she's a, a lot, a lot, I can't talk, I'm getting tongue-tied. It's fine. She's, she's not a, blonde. She's a Latinx woman. <laughs> Latina, I don't, I know now there's like, just someone yeah. tell me what I should be saying. Well, I think the problem is everyone's telling you different things. Okay. She's whatever. A, she's not blonde in she's the not TV. Blonde. Oh, girl. And she is blonde in the books. So, but yeah, so I think I already, they're already fully formed in my head. So I'm still able to. I used to, to be. Them. And then I'm like, wait. Hold, please. Anyway, I think that's a real testament to the new thing. So Mallory is applying to be a member. And I I don't and remember. And a junior member at that. Is she applying to be a junior member at the beginning? Like, have they I don't think outright so. said? I don't think they've set the junior member things. I think that comes when it turns out they can't babysit at night. Girl, what are you doing? I'm throwing heavy shit on. The- Did you get your nails done? I didn't. I um. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. So they basically. So the OGBSC is like. Uh. We and I feel like this was led by Christy. It was led by Christy, but they all jumped on. They're real all fast. in. I'm like, not saying that they're all. Not. I'm a little worried that like Christy could lead an insurrection. Or a cult. Like, it's, yes. So, basically, they're like, oh, you want to be a babysitter? You have to take this test. Can you um, draw and label the digestive system? Which Claudia keeps calling the divestive system. Because none of them know what the fuck they're talking about. And there's like an oral portion, which then Claudia, but this was one of my favorite parts. When Claudia explains to Mallory, who is an avid reader, what oral meant, and Cl- and Mallory in her inner dialogue was like, "I know Claudia just learned that today," and I was like, "Ooh, Mallory." Yes. So, um, basically, they give her these tests. They also send her on a job, and I can't remember who goes with her. I think it first. was Claudia. Is it Claudia. Um. Claudia goes to quote supervise and and observe, but she make Claudia makes Mallory super nervous. Mallory like breaks things and shit happens. And she, Accidents. She happen. jumps on Mallory for asking the children what snack they want because you shouldn't give children a choice. And I was like, what world do you live right? in? And then she <laughs> and then. Mallory's like, okay, like, let's have apples. And, uh, sorry, there's no apples in the house. Like, and, like, I, in my, in my, uh, my brain, Claudia's standing there with a little notepad, like, mm. yeah. And so they get, like, they're all just power hungry. And if you take a step back as an adult, like, you can see 
one of their best friends has moved away. They are sad about that. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to process their feelings. They are 13 years old. They're like, you and know, to I be fair, get in it. the past, like they did have some trouble, but they like went way overboard. Yes. And so they give her these tests, which are They're ridiculous. insane. Like, and the other when thing When does is, a baby first cut its teeth? Which Mallory's like, I know this because my 14,000 brothers and sisters. And they're all like, mm, no, sorry. It's not eight months. It's seven months. And she's like, uh, uh. they just did that. Like, it's. It's, it's insane. And she's trying to tell them that it's unfair. And I think this was the most surprising part to me was that that they were bitches yeah and like so unrelenting like through all of these books so far we've known them to be compassionate and caring and understanding and like they blame complete and total accidents on her from her brother breaking his finger in in playing volleyball which (laughs) like I sprained a finger once trying to catch a t-shirt. I mean, I still have a chip in a tooth because a volleyball hit me in the face. I will say it was a t-shirt out of a t-shirt cannon. One of the that's some pressure. That's why, and it came straight on my finger and it bounced off my finger. And the little shit child next to me actually got the t-shirt. Still pissed. I would be pissed about that, too. One thing, though, that I think Anne M. Martin, because she is a genius, did on purpose is made us dislike everybody else except for Mallory because this was the introduction to Mallory. It is true. And we needed to like her. And we needed to like Jesse. I mean... Yes. Yes. Um, May I I read you a a note that I wrote as I was reading? (laughs) Sure. BSC jerks to Mal at meeting. <laughs> they really weren't. And really, like, I, we I needed to make sure we talked about that. But which not we even have. like just in the meeting. In the log book, like they get real nasty about how yes, like she dressed that up. She's gonna read. She dressed up for the first meeting, and like this babysitting thing was awkward. And then she, and I do love that Anna Martin was like, I didn't in Mallory's voice. I didn't read these things till weeks later. And yeah. you know I asked them about it. <laughs> yeah. So the other at one so to round out the plot, just to kind of get all the aspects in there. So Mallory's basically after the big test run and the the quiz and all of that, Mallory's basically like F you, I now have a new best friend who is like an expert ballet dancer, because Jesse is, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to go start our own babysitter's club, because we know what we're doing, and, and she just you straight people don't like, want us. She was just straight was like, they have a really good business, business model, model, so yes. we're just going to do we're it. We're just going to take it. And Jesse's like, except wait, because it's we're called both- the Babysitters Club. That's like naming a restaurant the restaurant. <laughs> it was, and I was so like, good. oh, Jesse. I also was really proud of Jesse when she like there was a part where Jesse was talking about being a dancer, and she was afraid to audition for the company in Stanford. I think. Yeah, I think it was Stanford because she would be the only black girl there. And in wherever she lived in New Jersey, which I was like, yeah, Jesse's a Jersey girl, which I did not realize. And I was like, yes, preach good. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But when she like put her fears aside and auditioned and got into like the top company for her age group. Jesse like, Ballet. Jesse Ballet. I was like, that's great. I was like, because. And Mallory was the one who was like, because Jesse was was concerned that they weren't going to accept her because she was black. And Jesse or Mallory was like, F that. You're amazing. You should audition. Yeah. And like, I know we'll get into other books where like I'm back on team OGBSC. But right now, like Mallory and Jesse are my favorites. This is the, the genius <laughs> of Anne M. Martin. 
it's like, this is why I got so hopped up hating the mysteries because you can't just come in and be like, I'm going to, yeah, these characters, whatever. I'm going to write some shit about some girls. No, <laughs> there's a, a, a system. There's characters. There's, if you can like, make me whole... hate Christy Thomas, although often she makes me hate Christy Thomas because from other people's perspective, it if has been can, a lot of self-reflection, and I'm like, oh my god, is this how people see me? Because I feel like sometimes I can get that way. But girl. Can, but, like, if you can make the reader hate the entire group and see no redeeming value in any of them and basically be like, you are all being idiots. Oh, like, all of what them. what the hell all are you them. doing? It's It's just, again... That is the genius of Anna Martin. This is why the series is it's so good. But and I think that's going. I mean, aside from plot, I think that actually was the most surprising for me. I'm re- I'm revising what I said was the most surprising before. Cool. <laughs> is that you can? T- she is such a good writer, and I think sometimes, particularly with young adult fiction, that isn't you know. What the fuck's the Mockingjay one? Hunger think. Games? Hunger Games. Things like that. People tend to just like dis well, dismiss it. I think it's changing a little bit, but this tends to skew younger. That it's not good writing. It's but it hard is. to write simple, effective young adult yeah. writing. And not just young adult. I think a lot of times now we think of young adult and we think more honestly late high school early sure. college even even if it's like fantasy and i think that's sometimes how we get away with adults saying they like fantasy novels instead of just being like i, I like, like fantasy. fantasy yeah this is legitimately young readers but yes. it is still compelling as an adult and i was saying i was texting you this where i was like we took a break I read this book and forgot how much I liked these books. It's it's because and it it's weird because it makes having done the mysteries when we did it for uh, our October content. Yeah. Um, it makes me sad because I know there's an end to, to when the she, Anna yeah. Martin things. And quite honestly, like as I think about it, if we get there with this pod, I think that's where we end it. Like, it might be because like once I, we are once s- it ends being Anna Martin authored, I don't know that I'm interested in it anymore because one of the things that that like that I think we both enjoy about these books is they're well written, the content is good, but how it's delivered is is just it's so good, it's so well done. Yeah, and like it would. Taking a break, I think, was, I mean, holidays, coup, so many things. Moderation. Thank God we got through that. But I genuinely was surprised when I was reading this book how invested I was in it and in these characters. And I was like, I'm a fucking adult, like a full I am not the height or size of an of an adult woman. I am the size you of these are, characters. You are because you are an adult and you are a woman and you are the size that you are and that is fine. I might be a fun-sized adult who has found high quality <gasps> if we're referring to each to ourselves in candy bar sizes, then you are fun size and I am king size. Accurate. And neither of us is regular. <laughs> that's why we get along. Yeah. Berry no. pickers and the tree swingers. Yeah, that's how you do. Like, that, like, yeah. And they were so mean to her. But, so like, mean. I was so, like, yes, Mallory, go start Kids Incorporated, which is also, like, wasn't that, like, a, a show? Kids Incorporated. K-I-D-S. Was that Let's on, like, the now. PBS or something? So... I don't know. It I re- must have been because clearly I saw it and I did not have the cable. Um, well, please, while I, 
What did you do? He hit the table. That's not good. Um, I'm going to Google real fast because as I was... Um, just had to spell. I was like, isn't that a children's program? But it was really good. Yes. Nine seasons. Kids Incorporated... Kids Incorporated is an American children's television program. It was largely a youth-oriented program with musical performances as an integral part of every... Every episode. Every episode. Pilot episode was shot on September 1st, 1983, which means Anna Martin was fully aware. Yes. Copyright may have it's been fine. a thing. It's fine. Uh, aired in syndication on the... Um, oh, it doesn't say where. Aired in syndication from 84 to 86 and on the Disney Channel from 86 to 94. That's why I didn't see it. But hold on. Now I want to let's go to videos because I would like to hear the Kids Incorporated song. Everybody look around, hear the sound. Something special's gonna come your way. We've got something that is new, that is true. We've got something just for you today. I like that it sounds like the Go Go's. It's the Go Go's. It is the Go-Go's. Which such an underrated band. The Go-Go's... This is We Got the Beat. We sh- Belinda Carlisle, how do you feel about this? I mean, look, it's possible she wrote it. It's possible. I mean, that is 100% the Go-Go's. K-I-D-S-C. That was some good shit. That was some good shit. I enjoy that. Weirdly, none of this book was expected for me. I was not expecting the race relations. I was not expecting anyone to be mean. Like, nothing in this book except that Mallory and Jesse ended up in the club. And not even Jesse, because I didn't know. And as besties. I did not know we were meeting Jesse yet. Nor did I. The only thing that was expected was that somehow Mallory made it into the club. Everything else, I did not. Ex- I was not anticipating any of it. Do you think it holds up in twenty twenty one? Yes, more so than a lot of them. I think on a on a somber note, it, it is actually really sad that I think this book, in terms of what Jesse's journey is, is still so relevant. Yes. Is actually really sad. Yes. You could take <laughs> you could take this book and I think in a lot of cities, in a lot of I feel like I'm in a twilight zone, in a lot of cities, in a lot of towns across America. <laughs> it, this happens and I think the way things were addressed in this book is probably even progressive in mm-hmm. some places in America today, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Like, I, so sad. And it, it, if anyone is listening and you don't think that, I don't know how to phrase that, but if anyone is listening and you're a racist, please stop listening. We hate you. I think that's perfect. I think that the tone we're going for, and maybe the title of the pod is, if you're a racist, we hate we you. We hate you. Because <laughs> it's just, and it's it's so gut-wrenching, because I think now a lot of times we see this through the eyes of adults, but there was just that story that I think it was in Rochester that... Like oh, please that pepper spray. That, that is that is Jesse's little sister. That's Becca's age. So, so if anyone didn't see it, basically there was a the a family called the police because their child, I believe, mm-hmm. who's nine years old, this little nine year old girl was basically not behaving properly and was threatening i think her she was having a mental health herself issue, really and at, this, at the end of the day at the, this at the was core a of mental it. health issue yes and the police arrived and there is video where they handcuffed her they put her in the back of of a police car 
and they said, stop acting like a child. And she said, I, I am, am a, a child. child. And they ended up pepper spraying her. And, and she's crying for her daddy. It's horrific. It's horrific. And it's sad to me that this book is relevant today because the same shit is happening. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> these are kids. These are kids. And it's Children. like we're seeing, we're seeing things through the eyes of a child in, in the basic things where this girl was afraid to go audition for a dance company which is her God-given talent because of her race and that her white friend had to be like, fuck that, go do it. Yes. <laughs> like, it's sad to me that that's why this book is relevant. <laughs> On a more lighthearted why it's still relevant. Please, because I went real, real deep. <laughs> it's fine. There's a line where... Mallory, they're everyone's kind of making up, whatever. They're, you know, kind of back in it. And Mallory says, Boys are still weird in eighth grade. <laughs> yes, I, I do down, remember that. I would be like, Boys, that quote, I wrote down, quote, Boys are still weird in eighth grade, end quote. Oh, honey. <laughs> because, yes, because that was one of the things they were talking about. I forget what the sixth grade boy is who was. Shooting rubber bands. He's at the Jesse. Alan Gray equivalent. Yeah. And when it came down to it, he was not shooting rubber bands at her because he was a racist. He no. was shooting rubber bands at her because he thought she was pretty. Yes. And <laughs> and it was like it just oh. made me laugh. And I know that <laughs> Anna Martin wrote that line. Like every everyone who's not a child is going to understand this because mm -hmm. Yes, boys are still weird in eighth grade. Boys are still weird in their 20s and 30s and 40s and, and 50s and, and 60s and, 60s and, and 70s and 80s until they die. And boys then are weird. It's that's just it's never going to end. I'm sorry, <laughs> children. And and I'm going to just take the leap and say so are girls. We're all still weird. We're all still weird. We None of us get better. I mean, still in my strange. own personal experience, boys are weirder. But I mean, sometimes I often think to myself, having a penis must be very strange. I'm glad I don't have one. Like, what if it touches your leg unexpectedly? <laughs> You want autonomy over your body. Yeah. Like it's you want to know where everything is everything at all times. It's, I don't know if how. If it moves, it's because my brain told it to. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. So the next book. Yes. What is it? Please we tell We have me. to wild is Little Miss Stonybrook. Oh, that's a pageant. It this is, is a pageant. I know it's a pageant. Connecticut style. Honey Boo Boo Connecticut style. Yes. Do we um, know? Is there are there any clues as to the narrator? There were, I but I closed it and did not Great. see. Okay. On one hand, I want to think it's Jesse because then that continues it. But on the other hand, I feel like we have to go back to the OG because I think we have to like them before we move on to Jesse. I would agree, and I'm gonna hazard a guess and say it's Dawn because I think she's the only of the OG that we have not had a second narration from. Interesting. Interesting. I was going to go with Christy because I know how much she would hate pageants. Oh, my God. She would. I hope Karen is in this. <gasps> I hope Karen is like the manager of whoever the pageant girl is. Or I, boy. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't think it's a boy because I don't I think we're not that progressive yet. Sure. But. I feel like Jamie Newton might be into this. <laughs> oh my god, Jamie Newton would so be Jamie Newton might grow up to be Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> Who? Lawrence Cheney. Okay. So yeah, so there's a pageant. I want Karen to be involved in the pageant somehow because I love Karen. I want her to be um so I know that Stanley Tucci was not in Miss Congeniality. But you wanted him to be? 
I would like, let's take if Stanley Tucci made a character that was like a pageant manager, mm-hmm. put him in Miss Congeniality. That's what I want Karen Brewer to be. Weren't there some like good people in Miss Congeniality? I mean, Candace Bergen. Yes. Yes. Sandra Bullock. Yes. yes. I don't remember who the dude was, though. Oh, William Shatner. But there was an Michael Caine was in it, too. Oh, yes. He was like the pageant manager. That's, yeah. That's pretty good. Yes. I was thinking Stanley Tucci would have been good in that role, but Michael Caine was already good in that role. I, is Piper snoring? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, next book has a tiny little pageant queen. Yes. It may be, uh, just went into a bad place, but we'll skip that. Um, Did we, you just we go don't to a John Bonet place? Uh, sort of. I went to like a sexually exploitative place, <laughs> but we're just going to assume that that's not happening. So um, it's just like a fun, cute little uh, It's pageant. like the best parts of Toddlers and TRs. There's lots of pretty- Best parts. But lots of pretty feet and flippers. Yeah. I'm hope Oh, 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 oh. Yes. New theory. Yes. Um, so that like Toddlers and Tiara's level pageant comes to town. Yes. They're babysitting charges. Mm-hmm. Don't make it because let's be real, none of them are top tier toddlers and tiaras. Got it. Got so it. they have to do a backyard pageant. Everybody's oh, involved, yeah, yeah, yeah. including JD, Jamie Newton. I get um, He's kind of, you know, like advising. Um, Karen Brewer is absolutely advising on the looks because Hello, Let's All Come In is basically a drag show. It really is. So they do a little backyard pageant. Mm-hmm, Everyone mm-hmm. wins because, you know, backyard pageants. Um, but clearly some people are better than others. And, you know, we just have some fun. There's dogs involved, like Shannon, the the Bernie's, uh, Bernie's mountain dog, gets involved. She puts a little tiara on. It's going to be a thing. I like it. I like yeah. it. Cool. Tune in next time. I don't know what the, the drag race, like, tune in is, but. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. <laughs> Good. And uh, next episode is actually our book club. So if you haven't yet, grab a copy of The Westing Game. Read Hashtag along Boozy with book us. Club. And uh, we'll chat about that. Bye. Bye. Bye.